0: Hello, everyone. Joshua Gilliland here, one of the founding attorneys of The Legal Geeks. With me is my partner, Jessica Peterson. Hey, Josh. How are you today? Dandy. So, do you feel like talking about getting lost in space?
1: Ooh, you know I do.
0: And we're not talking the campy, fun 1960s one, which is still endearing and, <laughs> and it is a lot of fun. But uh, let's talk about the brand-new Netflix one. And I saw the the pilot episode at WonderCon, and I was blown away. Oh. They had a panel afterwards for – I saw 10 minutes of it with uh, the actors. And <gasps> oh. it seemed like a neat cast. You know, they were very, very respectful of what's come before and thrilled to be part of the new project. And the characters were endearing. Great Science Fiction and His Purist. I just finished the series today, uh, but we're going to focus on the first one. Focus on the first one.
1: Yes, which is the only one I have seen, but I do say I was blown away by it. It was I wasn't sure really what to expect. You know, I'd seen the original kind campy sixties one a few times, mainly as a kid, and even then had known it was silly and goofy. So I was not I really had very low expectations for this, aside from Parker Posey. I've been a Parker Posey fan for probably over half my life now, which is aging me, but I love her, Um, so the fact that she was in this made me excited, but it was a great first episode.
0: So let's jump into that, so one of the things that jumped out was the fact that Maureen, the mom, has some bitterness issues, because dad's either a Navy SEAL or a Marine, and he's fighting in a global conflict, it's 2045, Wars are going on, the Earth got hit by something, there's nuclear winter setting in, and basically in the span of the year, they build a spaceship to start evacuating the planet, and they've already done 23 trips to Alpha Centauri. So that's how bad it is if we're able to rally that quickly to get people off the planet.
1: Good to know. Hope hope we still have that ability. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Wow, we're going to have to do a lot of this. Ready, set, go. And... uh, (laughs) Or everyone dies. So here we go. we're, We're only going to take the best of the best. So it's not like we're going to move a prison colony over. So there's a flash of a form that Maureen sends to John for assignment of custody. Because she just can't leave planet Earth without the father's consent of his children. And this is where things get a little weird they actually used a real form and the form that they used is the one for domestic violence. And I was like, okay, so they found forms. And uh, so kudos there, they they pick a California form, but uh, it would have made more sense if they used one of the other forms that actually gets into not domestic violence situations where it's the assignment of custody between a husband and wife who are still married and there's no divorce proceeding because it looked like Maureen was just going to up and abandon the marriage. Right. So courts look at the best interest of the children. If Planet Earth is dying. It's, yeah, it's in their best interest for them to leave the planet. So yay. Yes. Father still gets visitation rights. So you just can't screw dad and say we're leaving because he chose to go defend what's left of America and whatever wars are taking place. And we'll talk about that. But, you know, he has his rights. So the fact he's there, I think that means he didn't sign. And that forced the situation where he had to go with them, which which makes sense.
1: It is interesting. They were obviously doing flashbacks and trying to piece together the flashbacks and what happened when. Obviously, it showed. And, yeah, I don't know if it was just the marriage broke down because he, you know, either chose to stay in the military or had to be in the military and getting shipped all over, there may have been other issues. We obviously don't know. But uh that is a tough thing. I mean, obviously you do have to look at the best interests of the child and you do want them to stay in touch with both parents if possible. But yes, when the choices are flee this planet or die with this planet, worrying about, well wait, dad needs weekends with them it does get a little bit touchier. So it may have been one way or another He, yeah, he ended with them, so uh, so that was interesting. And I don't know if the kids know about that tension between the parents.
0: Not. Stay tuned. The 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 flashbacks continue throughout the series as a storytelling device.
1: All right. What I thought was interesting, when you type of forms flashing up, there's also, um, and again, I only know the first uh, episode, but there's clearly something going on with Will. I guess you said it has to be the best of the best that I actually get to leave the planet. Apparently, there's some sort of test, and it looks like either families get split up or families can decide to stay home together if not everybody passes a test. And apparently, Will did not pass a test, possibly because he froze up during a key moment, but um, but somebody was, I guess, bribing slash blackmailing Maureen um, to get some sort of information from her. So I don't know what that is, but I'm guessing there may be a legal liability for whatever information she shared there in exchange to get for getting Will onto the, uh, the colonist trip.
0: Yeah, definitely fraud, probably computer fraud since there's altering of, of data that
1: mm-hmm. takes place.
0: We don't know who she traded with and what file she sent, but she did send a file. Right. Whoever was staying behind who altered the data for Will to Go, that would probably mean that that individual did that in order to make their lives easier, that that was information that that they could use, you know, because Earth isn't dying, you know, right away, but it's on its way to looking like Venus. Right. And that's not good. You think they'd be figuring out how can we scrub the air? What could we do here to get blue skies back? Or what could we do to make Mars habitable?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Might be an easier trip. But yeah, that's those are the definitely fraud and definitely a crime. Took place. But well, and she may
1: have been. I mean, my thought is, you know, either if she's working for the government or if she's working for a private corporation, um, she could be, you know, breaking either actual laws or breaking her contractual obligations if she's sharing proprietary information. If she's working without permission. That would violate. I'm sure some of her employment agreements could also violate other laws as far as, uh, yeah, improper use of IP. And I'm not sure who her employer is, but she would definitely get in trouble couple of different ways
0: aerospace company probably a government contractor okay and it looks like either the united states is leading the evacuation of earth or we're taking you know we are taking international applicants but there's no discussion about what other countries are doing if other countries huh. are, are doing similar trying to make similar ships because we do see one of the other families and they're not english speakers by their native tongue So that that does heavily imply that they're from a different, you know, very specific country. It's an interesting question because the the military is running the ship, right? The Resolute. So lots of funky issues there because is it just the United States evacuating the United States, and we're just taking those who qualify with us, or or is our applicant pool? the u.s and whoever else we want that's like hey you're good at science
1: yeah i hope not i'd hope it would be an international joint effort
0: First, to evacuate i mean you know facing an extinction level event in order to go we gotta get are the highest chances for the species to survive and that means there there's specific people that we're going to leave behind, which sounds cruel, but it's like, okay, we're going to need people who know how to farm, check. We're going to need musicians because we don't want the arts to die, check. We're going to need people who are good at astronomy, check. Engineers, check. And you go mm-hmm. down for, you know, the best of the best, and I'm not sure how many families they could fit on the Resolute at a time.
1: Yeah.
0: It's still a big ship, and – but they are moving to Alpha Century you know what's not really addressed is how much time elapses because the impact on earth is december twenty fifth twenty forty five and it's the strikes in Canada and you know will is you know eleven at the time the story's taking place so they did they do this in a year like did we ramp up that quickly to go, we got to get the hell out of Dodge. And the fact they could do 23 trips in a short amount of time. You know, this is where, you know, bringing in, you know, friends who work at JPL and others to go like, do the math on that, please. Like, <laughs> like how how would that work? Because that's the interesting thing of like, let's go qualify an expert to dig into that issue. Yeah. But the other other thing that I jumped on is the Resolute is a common carrier, which is, for those ah. not, those not familiar, uh, is, a, is a carrier of persons for reward who must use the utmost care and diligence for their safe carriage, must provide everything necessary for that purpose, and must exercise to that end a reasonable uh, degree of skill. and. You know, they got mechanics on board. They got others trying to make every make sure everything runs, and you know they're not ready for an alien invasion. <laughs> no, being no, because who saw that coming? <laughs> but uh, interesting, common carrier issues.
1: That is, um, yeah. Well, and even the two, I guess. You know, And then there's a whole duty, of course, and this can go back to the Titanic or anything. But when the ship was in crisis mode there then, um, as they're preparing the escape pods, they had the two, I guess, mechanics, kind of, who were talking about, you know, we get paid a lot, not right now, for are about to go, basically be sucked out into, you know, the vacuum of space kind of thing. But that to me is something that I've never looked into, but is interesting in any of those situations when you're providing transportation, again, you know, going back to the Titanic, and if the ship starts going down, you know, is there, why should there be, or do we want there to be some sort of duty of certain employees of the carrier to have to take care of and make sure that the passengers uh, get off? You know, there are different rules for business licensees and invitees and everything, but I've never looked at, there's a whole, you know, captain goes down with the ship, But I'm like, is there a legal obligation for that sort of thing?
0: Well, you could ask the former captain of the Constance Concordia, who, who uh, was trying to impress his, you know, mistress, and ended up grounding the ship uh, off of Italy, off a small island. Oh, that's right. You know, I tripped over my mistress getting to the lifeboat, and uh, that's how I was <laughs> trying to coordinate the rescue with. <laughs> That's right. Thousands of people. They prosecuted him. The, the 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 Italian court system was not happy with that man, and uh, for for abandoning ship for passengers. So.
1: Well, and, you know, maritime law is one of our kind of oldest areas, probably most established areas of law, right? I mean, because you do have to have such rigid rules. Um, It used to be for traveling over the high seas. Now it would be for traveling into outer space. So I guess there would be those kind of duties. I guess I could see you being you know, there being kind of criminal charges if you abandon post. huh?
0: Yeah, we do have that doctrine of women and children first because it's to ensure the species goes on. Like that's the, that's. Part of it, of yeah. That way, we ensure there are future generations, and it's also their job to make sure people get to safety. Now, with the with the robot rolling through their ship, shooting people left and right, you could go: Was it reasonable for them to stand and get killed, or was that was that the right time for them to hop into a Jupiter? Right. I don't think anyone will hold that against them. Of killer robot, that was not in their job. Description. <laughs> i there. do love oh go ahead they, they were there for as long as reasonable all right
1: they were they were trying um yes and so the whole parker posey thing obviously dr smith right Yes. she. Uh, this whole idea that obviously she is, well, she left a wounded person there um, basically to die and took his identity. But yes, obviously identity theft going on there and then also just the moral, even though she didn't really arguably have any duty to save him, I guess, especially in the circumstances, it was still pretty cool to take his jacket and take off. And I guess it's implied that she may have been in some sort of prison cell, so maybe she already had issues,
0: you'll find out with that do you did you know who the doctor was that she stole the jacket from no that was bill mummy who played will robinson in the original oh so that was his cameo and uh he was also in uh babylon 5 so but yeah that was his little cameo in it from the. oh
1: too cool i did not know that
0: and the fact that will robinson and Doctor Smith were paired up a whole bunch of times. It's like, okay, that's fitting. Nice little way to work him in. Yes. But with, uh, we find out her real name. I won't. I won't say that.
1: Uh, uh, right.
0: But you know, there's no duty to rescue. But if you start to rescue, you can't abandon. And what she did was abandon. She pulled his ah, true. Let me help you. She took his jacket off and left him in a worse position. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it wasn't. That's true. I good point.
0: Yeah, uh, she left him to die. So yeah, that that's the um, like. If you start oh, the the torts were flashing back to me. It's one thing if you start swimming out to the drowning person, and you realize you can't make it, and you turn back. No liability there because you didn't actually get them. You didn't leave them in a worse position. But if you get them and you're towing them back to shore, and you go like. <sighs> this sucks, and you let them go, abandonment, not okay, and you left them in a worse position. So she left him to die. So that's leaving him in a worse position because she started to help. Good point. Awesome show. I really enjoyed it. I'd been waiting since WonderCon for it to drop. And I was like, okay, this is sci-fi at its best. You know, I thought the original was very campy. Like, I wasn't really into it. Maybe if I'd been born a decade earlier in the yeah. 60s, it would have more meaning to me. They really hit a home run with this, in my opinion. And the more you see Barker Posey, she is brilliantly a psychotic, evil character. And a very bad lady. Very bad.
1: Well... I'm sad that she's playing a bad guy, but I am excited to see her. I could see her being awesome as brilliant and evil. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to the rest of the season.
0: She doesn't become a librarian at the end of this one. It's, a, it's very different, very different. So, so with that, everyone, if you enjoy our podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening, and stay geeky. Stay geeky, America.